Yeah, welcome in to the PHNX Rising Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook. I am Max Simpson, and I'm joined by a man who is much more lively than Austin FC is, Mr. Owen Evans. How the heck are we doing? Yeah, I'm a lot better since <laughs> I discovered that scoreline and just put the game on and watched the oh, final man. minutes. Oh, oh dear. Poor old MLS. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost like they sent a team out, thought that they could, you know, kind of take the piss out of this yeah. Haitian team. And yeah, it hasn't really worked, has it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Final score, Austin FC 3. Uh, sorry, Austin FC 0. Uh, oh, God, I've forgotten their team. Violette. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3. 3. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you even said this was their, it was their home, uh, let's go game week. All right, Mike, I see you. Uh, yeah, it, you say that. Like, and they're in Dominican even, Republic, exactly. so they can't play in It's not in even 80. a home game. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, and they still put free on Austin. Oh, dear. Like, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think a USL team would go away. And if they really tried, lose 3 0 in that game. So I'm truly impressed. This, by this is how you know our, where our priorities into. are at is that we are, you know, er, later in the week, Rising plays its first a regular season this is game immediate. and this is what this we're is talking about now this and it's is funny. now this is what's important it's happening like, now and this it's man funny. pulls me in about 15 minutes before we start it's like max look what's happening and here we are it's it's priority for it's the little things in life it is it is it is indeed oh my gosh well, we've got serious stuff to talk about we're we rising do. coming up now but we thought we'd we just have do. our little dig at Austin FC first. yes and we do have a lot to get into you know and it was the big thing right is i'm seeing a couple people uh, you know mikey a couple others who are were there at saturday where we were both at and kind of recapping that uh match against gcu it was well i really don't know what to say other than it was something definitely a mixed game had some very Better than austin fc <clears throat> very low bar at the moment uh it had some highs it had some really big lows but we'll start with you what is your biggest takeaway from that match worst preseason performance i've seen out of them second half genuinely now yeah. um yeah. this season it, it's as a squad as a whole, right, there have been a lot of positives. And the problem, of course, now is I come out with saying I've seen this, I've seen that, I've seen all these positives. And the one game that everyone other than me gets to see, they look like that. And yeah. it kind of makes me look like a bit of an idiot. But, hey, I'm going to still... Usually, it's usually my job, so yeah, thank you. Normally. Appreciate, appreciate but, um, that. Yep. Look, I feel as though... I mean, the, the comment there from D, D. Gully is completely correct, right? The defense was incredibly shaky, yes. Um, I, I feel as though there are a lot of things we could dissect. Um, second half, I felt like they were trying to play out of pressure a lot of times when maybe it wasn't advisable to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the few things I've I've kind of taken out of this, which is like, well, maybe yeah, it was bad. They gave the ball away a lot. But at the same time... Is it possible that in these games, what you're being told is there's an emphasis on playing it out of the back and really trying hard? And yes, that's something that Juan wants them to do. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to an actual game that matters, do you change up that philosophy a little bit? Do you allow them a bit more freedom to perhaps clear their lines when needed? Because they didn't against GCU. That isn't something that we saw. We saw them pretty much all the time trying to play it out of the back, on the ground. Or if it was not on the ground, it was a fairly direct and yet very incisive ball forward. Um I, I just feel as though maybe that'll change. Look, second half was, was atrocious. Um, I mean, there was more we could delve into if you want in the first half even. It felt as though, look, Gabby Torres had probably one of the worst games I've seen him have in a rising shirt. Um, mm-hmm. But more broadly, I just feel as though Gabby Torres and Erickson Gallardo were not reading from the same hymn sheet. 
um, in terms of what they were doing. The tactical plan between the two of them just didn't seem quite there. Now, there's always going to be differences. When you actually looked at what they were doing, especially when they were dropping into a block, Gabby was dropping deeper. Gallardo was not because Trejo was moving on out and Fuenmayor was moving on yep. out. And these things were happening in that friendly. And it it, op it definitely, you know, it, it makes sense they were playing slightly different roles. But then when they were with the ball, it was also very weird at times um they were definitely quite different and in ways that they didn't look in the second half when we saw Daniel King and Channing Chaston they looked like they were at least vaguely doing the right the same thing yeah um so look I, I think all of that especially even then when you get into it and there were obviously some absences Fede Varela not in that game um Hernandez Surprised people, as Michael says. I actually thought that Jose Andres Hernandez had a reasonable game. I think so. Um, but at the same time, it, it's an odd one because I think it limits Renzo Zambrano more. Um, I think that he can't be as free to move forward in that role as, say, if you had a Carlos Harvey there in the defensive midfield alongside him. Um, and so, look, I, I think there's still some stuff we'll see changed. It wouldn't surprise me as well if some of those guys in that back three were different come the first game but um we'll see we'll see well there's a lot i mean there was a lot that to touch on in this game because it's such an interesting one where they come out slow incredibly yeah. slow yeah. in both halves with the second half being as a whole just really snail's pace the entire time and i am curious right seeing pat okay well of course saw how many water bottles does one man need for an hour-long show i like to hydrate buddy also with the beer too get out of here trolling from home um well the other thing right that i really want to talk about is seeing pat's comment looks like they just want to go through the game with a little fitness and do whatever they can to not get hurt i think there was a bit of protectiveness and that's why i'm curious if that's how they started both halves really slowly i know they're growing into the game you talk a bit about how i think it is juan's mo that no matter how long it takes they are going to be that team that builds through possession and there's gonna be growing pains with that he's even said that you cannot judge our performance based on this game on the preseason even within the first couple games that this is going to be something that takes time the question is how long it's two question two part question how long do you think that would reasonably take for something to build into this and at what point do you think hey we are dropping points on the table yes we want to play to our identity but things aren't going well we need to start i don't want to say start hoofing along but we need to play a bit more direct where do you find that balance uh good question um i mean look it's an awful one because in a lot of leagues around the world the way you would look at it is these first few games who cares this is where it's important it matters it matters now, and you should be from the get-go yeah. worried about those results. You yeah. should be from the get-go really pushing hard. Obviously, this is not most leagues around the world. This is a league whereby if you finish in the top two-thirds of the table, you're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. So you get a bit more leeway. But look, I, I feel as though they've got to be worried from the get-go to an extent just because... What you're dealing with here is something that isn't just a question of where they finish in the table at the end mm -hmm. of the season. You're dealing with a complete rebuild, rebuild of this squad that's actually seen some really quite painful departures yeah. in some ways. Some guys yeah. who people didn't necessarily want to see go, but ultimately the decision was made that the club will be better off without them. Well, part of that comes with added pressure. Mm -hmm. It comes with added pressure. You can't expect that you can kind of gut a squad and then just be given 
time to implement and stuff. There's a pressure from the get-go, and I think that Juan understands that. Yep. He does get that point, and yes, he's trying to instill his his brand of football. He's trying to to work on all of that, but at the same time, when you make a such a drastic change, the pressure's there from the get-go because the fans saw a very poor season last year. I know it's the club's effort to pretty much never get back to that that level again because that was that was something else that yep. under the Phoenix Rising name this team has never known. Right. Um but at the same time those fans are going to be a little bit jittery possibly going into a new year given the scale of the change and you have to reassure them to an extent. They have to be given something yep. early that's going to show them that this team needs business that they're back to Maybe not the Phoenix Rising of old in full, but they're back to a team that's going to compete, a team that's going to battle week in, week out, and is not going to disappoint in the way that 2022's team did. And yeah. so for me, that clock is starting to tick already. Yeah, The pressure is already there. This team has to deliver on that. Well, and... Because it'll only get worse. No, It's only going to no, get worse. Sure. No, the pressure sure. will get worse. If they start this season poorly, that, that is something that I fear, that this team will... I mean, Michael says, let Juan Cook, that's fine. Yeah. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Yeah. I understand that, but there are people who will not. And my fear is, is that the pressure will ratchet up if this team starts slowly. How long do you let him cook before things get burnt and i don't that that was a bit of a metaphor if you will but on the real on this isn't even saying putting that's not your worst i'll let you have that one that's a very low <laughs> bar but i will take it no but it's not even saying that this this is and we're not trying to speculate saying oh juan's gonna be on a hot seat if this starts poor. we're not saying no that. no 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 not no. even he should, close. and he shouldn't be no he shouldn't be. we we as said when he got hired when he took over in the interim that it's going to take time not just during this season but when he has built the roster in the mold that he wants to. That's what he's done throughout the offseason. It's going to take time with this. And yes, you want the results to come. And as a club of the caliber that they are, you should expect them to. I think that for me, at least, the difference is how it's going to actually resonate. When he took over and it was working with the roster that he had, a lot of it was that lack of decisiveness in the final third was dropping points, not even really getting draws because the defense, you know, a couple draws here and there, the defense was not really holding up to snuff, but there was no offensive firepower. At the very least now, what I want to see in the next progression is, yes, they had a sloppy game against GCU, especially getting overrun in the midfield and that transition into a quick couple two counterattacks into GCU's half. I want to see them controlling the tempo, forcing the issue, and having those, that's, those games where when they have the ball, when they are the dominant team, which as they should be, they are running things and dictating it on their terms. Because as we saw against GCU, when they are able to have the lion's share of the possession, knock it around from side to side, find feet. I mean, to your point, Jose Andres Hernandez was fantastic. I loved how he was pulling the strings. I thought that he was finding feet very well. Um, um, Artiago was checking down, and it was very good flow through the offense. They had nice corner balls into Trejo. He was overlapping well with Torres. All that was all well and good. But when they get overrun in the midfield where they don't have a lot of size, when they don't have a lot of athleticism, that is where they're susceptible to the counterattack. It's what we saw last season when they got burned by teams with speed. And that defense, for all the strength and height that they have, they don't really have a lot of guys back there who are pacemakers. So that, to me, is going to be the difference, is if you control, control possession, you're fine. But what happens when you lose it? And I think that's the linchpin that I want to see 
moving forward when they are controlling these games? Can they sustain it? And what happens when they don't? And I think that's what we saw manifest on Saturday, the highs and the lows. Yeah, I've actually, I've probably got two points to make. One is actually going back a step, actually back to your timeline, because I have actually thought up now what I'd probably give us a timeline. The other one, though, I'll follow on from you as to what could be one of the most important things this year. To me, Manuel Arteaga does not have a true backup. No. Okay. We, we, you did there that, is no. no true number nine who is going to be the physical, technical, matches all of that. There, there is not one on this team at present. Mm-hmm. They're just not here. So a large part of this season is going to be how fit is he? How much does he actually perform? How many minutes is he given? Because yeah. when he's not on the field, this team's going to have to change his game plan. Yeah. And you want to be versatile. You want to have a squad that's going to be versatile. You don't want to be a squad that's forced into changing how it plays. Yep. Uh, and to me, there is no true replacement for Manuel Arteaga on the team. Yeah. I don't know who it is. I don't know who the real backup number nine is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to be one of the critical things this year. Now, going back actually to the, the point from earlier, actually, about how long we're going to, or how long Juan really can kind of have to, to make this squad gel. Yep. I'm going to put a bit of pressure on early, actually, in some ways. And I'm going to say this team has two away games. I think those two away games, look, should Rising beat Charleston? Yes, they probably should. Um, I think Charleston are a borderline playoff team at best. Loyal's a more difficult game, especially away from home. But I think that this team has to come back and put on a good competitive display in the home opener. There is a lot of positivity around this home opener. There's a lot of talk about the new location, all of that kind of buzz that's going around. And the team are really trying to build off that. And a large part of that is going to have to build off of people who are not us sitting here, it's not the people watching our show, actually. There's going to have to build a lot along people who don't follow this team very closely. Yeah. And for them to come out and possibly build in, buy into the hype of that opening home game at 38th Street in Washington, and if they come out and see a poor performance from Phoenix Rising, I worry that they, with what may be the limited knowledge they have, look at this and say, well, it's kind of like the team looked last year. They're bad. And I fear that you lose some people and you've got to really try and win them back. Get a good performance, at least, even if not a result, but a good performance against Loyal at home. I think you can build some real positivity up going into the rest of the year. Okay. Okay. So we're, what I'm hearing is you're really, I mean, you're giving, you're giving the first month is this is really the pivotal one going into through mid-April, late April into May of like, that's kind of the time frame of like, we're going to know what this team looks like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. this, this team's going to, it's going to take a little while, but, but look, yeah, I think by the time this team is hitting like April, May, they should be looking like the team that they're ultimately going to mm-hmm. be. Um, if they're still having growing pains at that point, I'd be quite concerned to be honest. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> no, I, man, that's, that's spot on, man. Um, while we're while we're kind of putting a pin in the GCU game, we talked a bit about the team, kind of the flow, how things looked. When they looked good, they were pressing forward, they were sliding the ball from side to side. I saw a lot of off ball movement, and again, I think I think I said it before. The midfield to me is going to be where this team, how how far this team will go, or how far they won't go, is if they're able to control the tempo, if they're able to, you know, it's no size, it's no surprise that whoever they start in the midfield, especially. You know, if if 
we we disagree on his we we agree that his positioning Jose Andres Hernandez should not be number six. We think he's more of a you know I would say but I would I say I would him, number, but I expect him to be used more. Yes, in that I would I would say season. I would say more of like I'm number, number, I would say more of a number. I would way. say more of a number eight role, but that's I I yeah. agree. We th- I think he should be playing higher, but that's besides the point. The midfield we believe is going to be that linchpin for this team. That's how far it's going to dictate how far not far they go. I'm curious where the rest of this falls into play and what other standout performances that you saw. I I, I noted a couple on my end, really, let's see, from an individual standpoint, I thought Trejo, he looked pretty good. I mean, especially where he was, even where Gabby Torres did not have his best game. To me, that's where Danny Trejo, he's able to take those positions inside, take them outside. He uses that kind of hybrid type of model. And I like that, that he mm-hmm. might be that guy who's he's positionless in a way. He, of course, we know in the area he's going to play, but I like how it's not going to be, oh, you're only hugging the sidelines and that's it. It's very, very attractive to the type of player and attributes that he has. So I liked his game. Still a little rusty, though. No, and, of course. And to be fair, been, again, been completely injured. understandable. He, he was not fully fit at the start of the preseason. The first minutes he got were against uh, Atlanta yeah. down in Mexico City. And then he followed it up. I don't think he'd played more than about 35 minutes prior to playing against GCU. So... Again, I understand why he's a little bit rusty, um, but I thought there were definitely positives. I'd agree with you. I think that he definitely had a little bit of that killer instinct still in that final third, which you want. Wasn't quite as killer as it could be, but again, that's the rust. It'll go. It'll go. Give him a week or two. Oh, for sure. And the the other guy I had is I had... uh... Uh, Emmy Emil Cuejo. I liked his. I liked his. Um, really, just off ball movement. Again, he's kind of another guy who I think he has a bit more of that positioning in that, in a way, number ten role. But I think he's really going to be a playmaker. He linked up play, play well. He was spraying the ball out wide over the top in like not just a hoof it kind of way. But I think the offense is really going to go through him, especially linking up with the midfield. So I'm super excited about that. Anyone else? I also give a shout out to, like we said, we we both said. Mid-game, Kev Lambert, center back. I, I think he'd be a fantastic center mid. And yes, while he we, recovered several times while, for that team. While we, while we could use his physicality in the midfield, I'm now fully convinced. Put him at center back. I don't think there's any doubt at this point. Like, you, you got anything else on that? I think L- we, look, I, I've been now. singing Emil Cuejo's praises yeah. for pretty much the whole preseason. I think that he's he stood out a lot more than we were necessarily anticipating. Yeah. You know, from from the talk that I'm here it's hearing, it's that this playing style probably suits him better than what Sacramento's did. Um, yeah. and he's a guy who you know he has quality. He was drafted by an MLS team. You know, yeah. they, they, there's quality there. Yeah. Um to me, the p- performances he's put in in this preseason, the way he he looked against GCU, but also against other teams previously. Uh, make me less concerned about the fact that Fede Varela has been missing for a few weeks yep. from these games. Um, for the last two games, he hasn't featured in any of these preseason games, which makes me worry about his ability to start the game in Charleston. Yeah. Um, I get the feeling, and it was kind of hinted at after the game against GCU, that, that look, it'll... Um, there's going to be issues of injuries going into this this next game. And there were some other guys as well who didn't really feature. Again, there were injury issues, so... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm worried about Fede Varela not being available, but Emil Cuejo has definitely given me a kind, kind of a, a degree of f- feeling safe, I guess, in his hands, rather than having to solely worry about Fede's yeah. uh, unavailability. One hundred percent. Anything else from GCU that we we missed? 
Yeah, I mean, I will say, actually, Michael kind of dropped it in there, and I know it, it went in the chat it's a little bit further back about um, the pitch being awful, which it, uh, it, it, it was bad. It was bad, to be fair. Yeah, it was quite like, slippery. That's, it's standard for, you stand up for a lot of USL. It is, but it's different, not different, pass, different, so different half kinds the pitches of... In the league. Bit different, though. Yeah. This, was, this was quite slippery. Um, oh, there were a lot of hands. Yeah, it was kind of rough. The, the number of people who fell from both sides, genuinely, it was not good. Um, even when we stepped out there after the game, it was... It was a bit slippery, wasn't yeah. it, on that pitch? It was weird. Very weird surface. But, hey, I mean, look. It's done now. It's, it's done. That's how it happens. It's done. Preseason. Well, done. we will yep, – preseason's in the rearview mirror. We will look forward to regular season around the corner later this week. We're also going to look forward to our friends at Circle K because I think you guys heard last week and, you know, on some of our other pods that we are partnering with them. we got a lot of cool things going on as producer Lee is scurrying to get the um, Circle K snack cart. We absolutely love that. But to kick things off, we're teaming up with them for an awesome giveaway. Text PHNX. Well, actually, I probably should wait because she's going to pull up the banner. She is actually really hustling. Oh, she actually she's has ready. a lot more. She has a, well, you're, oh, yeah, she has a lot of hu- really. Wow. Gosh, yeah, yeah, we're we're more, 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 more topic. We're going to be talking about Charleston Batteries team. The real question here is: Who's quicker, shift, Leah Merrill or AJ Cochran? Oh my gosh! Vote in the chat. Thank you. Oh my gosh! I actually, thank you. Yes. But the way I sprinted to get this. I'm just saying, you put in a shift in. We appreciate that. Well, I, I started the gas card portion of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, we need the graphic up. Thank you for being here. The multitasking at its finest. So. As I was saying, to kick things off, we're teaming up for an awesome giveaway opportunity. Text PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gas card. See show notes for details. And by the way, they're going to be doing different giveaways all the time throughout the season. This one right here, this $500 gas card, they're going to be drawing the winner the week of the 20th. You have less than two weeks to enter. It's literally texting a number. That's all you got to do. Do it if you want $500 in gas card. I don't know why you wouldn't. So there you go. Do that um, and grab some awesome snacks from our friends at Circle K. They're also a proud partner of Phoenix Rising for fun fact for those of you who do not know. And while you're grabbing Circle... Ooh, there you go. Thank you. No, we appreciate it. And while you're grabbing Circle K, you can grab a Four Peaks. While you're there, our friends at Four Peaks are doing all kinds of fun stuff. You can grab your tickets to their amazing spring beer dinner at fourpeaks.com slash events. It's like a whole... Oh gosh, seven or eight course meal that they're doing Ooh. at the pub. Like it's actually really cool. I, I happen to stop in there on Friday to grab some beers with buddies, and yeah, man, like it's a whole thing. Like, I get emails with the yeah. pictures of the food, and yeah. it looks amazing. I'm literally like drooling. I'm like, I need to like, go. I I need to like not eat for like 24 hours to just like save myself for seven or eight courses. To be clear, I'm guessing these are like seven or eight reasonably sized, not like huge no, dude, portions. Just let, I, mean, I mean, you're not wrong. I, just let me have it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I got to cleanse the palate. It's all part of the thing. But yes. You know, it's, it's classy. It's classy. It class. I'm, I'm, cla- I'm cla- mm. classy. Mm. Yes. Pinky's out. Classy. Mm. Mm. Drink my Four Peaks Suns Brew. But yes, grab your tickets. Scan at fourpeaks.com slash events doing all kinds of things. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy our friends at Four Peaks. All right, buddy. Much like we are. Yes. Yeah. We got the, we got the, we're getting, got we're getting the, the tower going. Getting the Sun's tower brew going. today. Yeah. Well, talked a bit about Charleston and you mentioned earlier that we think we should handily beat them. Any intel? What can you tell us about uh, the Charleston battle? Yeah. See, I didn't say it quite handily. I said, this is a team that is probably going to be 
scraping the playoff Did I say line. Handily? Oh, I thought you said. Uh, uh, whoops. Uh, I think Rising should beat them, but that doesn't mean handily, and it doesn't mean they will. Look, Charleston is, in many ways, done what Phoenix Rising has just done. They have gutted that squad, and a large part of that comes from the fact that they have a new head coach. Didn't work with Connor Casey last year. Mm-hmm. Ben Pierman's come in. He came in from Memphis 901, a fellow USL Championship Eastern Conference team that last year did quite a bit better. Um, there was a lot of talk about kind of money in, in Memphis. I've heard that thrown quite around quite a bit, so... Maybe not a huge shock that he jumped ship, but to Charleston, mm, I don't know. We'll see. But hey, we don't know what exactly is going to happen because again, this is a lot of change there, a lot of change in the roster, a lot of change in the backroom staff as well. And so, we, so judging quite what they're going to do tactically is tough. Um, we have a vague idea what Rising going to do because we watched them in these preseason friendlies. Mm-hmm. Um, Charleston, we don't have that benefit, but. If we had to make the educated guess looking at the roster, they're probably going to go with a free back. Okay. Um, slightly different than what Ben Pierman did when he was in Memphis. He didn't do that. He used more of a fullback. Um, but, I mean, the guess is a free back right now. Up top, you're going to have Augie Williams. Augustine Williams is a guy that should be very familiar mm-hmm. to a lot of you watching along at home because he's spent a lot of time in the West. He spent time with San Diego, LA Galaxy 2, Portland Timbers 2. And this guy's been around since 2016 in USL. Yeah. In that time, he has scored 52 USL goals. He's going to be a bit of a menace up top. He scored 15 last year. So he's definitely one to watch. The Sierra Leonean striker is pretty much the main threat that they have going for them. Mm-hmm. When you look at then who's behind him, they brought in Emilio Acaza from uh, RGV. He... Signed for them on a multi-year deal over the off-season. Played the most minutes for the Toros last year. Created most chances for them as well. And he's a big Jules winner as well. So this is a guy who in the midfield, the attacking midfielder, is quite versatile. He's going to win the ball and he's going to create something with that. Mm-hmm. So look to him to be trying to feed Augie Williams from, from just behind him there. One of the other players that could be pretty critical for them as well. A new player, Declan Wynn. Yeah. Um Probably playing as a fullback, maybe. Um, he had eight assists last year when he was with Detroit City. Yeah. And that Detroit team struggled for goals last year at times. They did struggle up top at times last year. Um, so getting eight assists is no small feat yep. in that team. Um, Declan Wynn, of course, someone that I'm sure rising fans will recognize the name. That's because, of course, he's someone who came in, got loaned out. That whole mess in uh, 2021, I believe. Mm. Um, didn't really play at all for Phoenix Rising. So, hey, he was he was here, uh, but that's about it. Yep. Another X Rising player, though, of course, in the squad as well. I feel like I'm just listing players now. This yeah. is yeah, it's good. AJ Cochran. Um, I mentioned him earlier, of course, when Leah was running in with the uh, snack cart here. <laughs> but AJ Cochran, this is what intrigues me in a lot of ways because he is a ball playing defender. Yes, mm-hmm. he's not pacey. Um, well, I mean, Michael is saying it in the chat. Got, yeah, they got the slowest, slowest defender in the league, league at center back. back. Now, Love this that. is my question. If they do indeed play that free back mm-hmm. and you presume that the wing backs are aggressive, which I think they could very well be, mm-hmm. is Cochrane's lack of pace going to be a liability for this team? Mm-hmm. Is this going to open up gaps for 
of the opposition and this weekend Phoenix Rising to exploit. Is he the one you want to target? Because to me, yeah, he's not quick. And yeah. he he was a, a good servant to the club here. I, I'm honestly I, I wish him the best in Charleston. Yeah. But I feel as though he's a player you've got to target in this game because if you've got some of that pace, if you're going to try some of the kind of slightly more direct but purposefully direct yeah. um, play that we've seen Rising engage in, yeah. those moments in transition where they are very quick, they look to get behind that defensive line. You've got someone like a Danny Trejo or a uh, Manu Arteaga running at the defense and trying to create something like even, that. Even Gallardo, we saw him get behind a couple of times of like right right behind that yeah. like, uh, right, that yeah. left-sided center back. He kind of like split, split between those two center backs and he just... Kind of got that ball. A couple of those over the top, one off the to crossbar. Me, to me, though, he's the one you target. Yeah. He's the one you target because yeah. AJ Cochran is not a quick man. Yeah. He is not. Again, he will punish the opposition. He's, he's perfectly fine with the ball at his feet. He knows what he's doing, but he is not a quick man. And so if you are going on that quick break, that quick transitional moment, mm -hmm. to me, he is the one you were attacking okay. because he's just not mm -hmm. fast. Um, <laughs> not fast. You need to be. You need to be fast in this game. It you kind of have it to helps. be, especially sure in USL. Um, yeah. In this league, that can be a really big advantage. Yeah, you don't want to um, look as uh, Mike says. You don't want to look like a baby giraffe. Uh, could be referring. To, I don't know who's referring to, but, referring to, but uh, hey, anyway. this come gone, whatever. <laughs> yes, um, no, but that's 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 important. It's risky. It's risky, what? and I think it will cause problems for Charleston. If not during this game, it will cause problems for Charleston during the course of this season. Because yeah. again, the lack of pace can be a killer. Yes. Be a real killer. And of course, if they get past that back line, uh -huh. someone else that Rising fans will recognize in goal, or, or one of the goalkeepers brought in at the very least by Charleston Battery, is Trey Muse. Now, Trey Muse, he's been a solid player for a little while in this league. You know, he's played for Tacoma, played for San Diego. Uh -huh. He actually played with Ben Pierman, who's now the Charleston coach in Memphis last year. Uh -huh. But there is one thing that we all know uh, <laughs> Trey is a little bit more for. And that is his dad, uh, who no. is the biggest Twitter troll going. This in is, fact, we're going to have a look is now. What, this is what we, look at this ever this classic. It's missing the sweet in the middle, but I'll read them out. Dave Muse. That is Trey Muse, the goalkeeper's <laughs> dad, who was there. Hey, troll, I'll be out in San Diego later this summer. Find someone to troll or learn how to pick up your taste buds after I slap them out your mouth. The tweet in the middle they deleted something about kind of, and I'm sure you're the worst goalkeeper on your middle school team. Again, I'll be in San Diego soon. Want to meet up or gonna keep up your keyboard warrior stuff? Take off your skirt and put some pants on, kid. Dude. That's Trey Muse's dad going out to fight right Bro, there. Bro, Pat Moses in the chat. Avoid the parking. Avoid the parking lot. <laughs> the parking lot after the game. You gotta be careful. In fact, speaking of the parking lot after the game, there's actually one uh, other uh, yeah. tweet that we decided to highlight. This one from a. Uh, Phoenix Rising Nation, um, oh. that account, rest in peace. But um, the worst part about losing to San Diego is you have to wake up and fight Dave Muse. Dave Muse then posting this picture of a guy knocked out on the ground. This would be you, Chief. Yeah, I believe that's uh, Shinsuke Nakamura for those wrestling mm. fans. Out yeah, I'm not there. a wrestling guy. Yeah, no, so it's, he's uh, yeah, he's uh, sufficiently knocked out there. So yeah. you get the paint picture. Um, so all we're saying is, look, we're not saying. <laughs> That you should tweet at the account DMUSE11 should oh, Phoenix Rising win on the weekend. Oh, boy. But he <laughs> might reply. <laughs> and he takes the bait a lot by the looks of things. And it's interesting, right? We, mm -hmm. we, we I've spoken about mm -hmm. this back when, when Rick was the coach here and kind of brought up the thing about, look, this is 
you know, you go away to San Diego, you've got a, an opponent's dad effectively talking talking this kind of stuff online. What does that really do for a professional player, especially at this level? And he's like, well, look, one of these days, a guy like that's going to want to come and play for a team that his yeah. dad is bad-mouthed on Twitter. And yeah. And you have to live with that. Maybe the coaching staff find those tweets and go, "No, you're not. You're not worth the trouble." You got to remember, this league is—you're not phenomenal if you're playing in this league. In a lot of ways, you're very, very like marginally above the cutoff of being out of the professional game forever. <laughs> with the John Moran shot, oh dear gosh! But like you know, the, you you've got to be—you got to be honest here. You're not far above the cutoff yeah. line that sees you drop out of the yeah. professional game and. It's risky. It's risky when you've got someone doing that kind of stuff. Like, I, I just, I, I mean, I personally feel a little bit sorry for Trey. I feel as though this could well come back to bite him at some point. But, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Well, I mean, this, but again, if you yes. want some entertainment on Saturday night, just remember that Demu is eleven on Twitter. Um, oh boy, the um, the, yeah. uh, the uh, PHNX underscore underscore. Uh, Rising Podcast is not responsible for any liability uh, cause to uh, anyone, anything happening. Yeah, Boom, we, disclaimers out there. All right, we, we covered our bases. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to do it. Send in the super chats in the post-game show. Maybe we'll tweet at him. I don't know. We'll Actually, see. Actually, you know, yeah, I, can be, I, can be, I can be bought. That's yeah, fair. we can I, be bought. I'm we can a, be bought. You know, we're, we're a this guy. I can be bought. Um, <laughs> no, but I don't even know how to transition out of that. But if we're – okay, I got this. So going – if we're talking about Trey Muse, how what, – what, what lineup – is Ryzen going to be fielding to best attack? I'm going to run through the one that we rolled out at GCU. Uh, there's going to be 11 starters, as you know. That's typically how many a team puts out there to start the match. Well, I the want, max. Usually, you know, math is math is good. It's I, I did somewhere between seven and eleven. Somewhere in there, if you want to field a full full uh, starting eleven, you go with eleven. I'm going to read them out. You let me know how many of those guys do you believe are going to be starting. Go. So here we go. we go. Starting in goalkeep. We got Rocco, the guy. I think that that's that to us. Yep. That's a lock. Yeah. You know, again, like we said, yep. good competition to have, but like he hasn't done anything to lose. Yeah. Okay. Going out the back, three in the back. Crutzen, Lambert, Flenmeyer. I go with two of the three. I'm assuming Lambert's one of them. Do you have the second? I'm gonna caveat this slightly by saying, want. look, uh, Juan admitted himself that there could be some disruption this week due to international duty. Uh -huh. um, there are two teams that are playing friendlies this weekend. Uh -huh. Actually, turns out Panama are so that mm. involves Carlos Harvey potentially, and uh, Jamaica are involving Cavalamba. Now, I'm not necessarily hearing enough to say that both of them will be gone. Sounds though like it may only be one of them, but okay. um, I'm gonna go with two. Okay, okay, those back free. Okay, we're going to go with, uh, I guess, the pseudo wingbacks, uh, Gabby Torres and Gallardo. One of those. See, I'm even though Gabby, I, I don't know which one you're talking about. Even if Gabby Torres had a bad game, I, I'm still going to go with both of them, especially, listen, I'm going to give Torres the benefit of the doubt. He's had a, he had a good season last year, carries over, he's built up some goodwill. And plus, Gallardo, I've loved his play, especially show, you know, what, what you've told with me of him. What I watched at GCU, getting in behind that like threatening play, yes, gets a bit caught up. But granted, that's where they want him up the field. So I like that. I'm gonna say keep both of them going in the heart of the mid. Yes. Um, I'm, yeah. Okay. Go going in the heart of the midfield, we got um, Jose Andres Hernandez and Zambrano. Uh, well, I like them both. I like them both. <laughs> I'm, I'm for sure going. With I don't necessarily think yeah. that. 
that would be my first choice, but I think that potentially given constraints that could come, yeah, I'm going to say both. Okay, I, I will say for sure Jose Andres Hernandez, uh, Zambrano, I don't know, coin flip, uh, don't... No, Zambrano, really... Zambrano should play. You think, huh? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We disagree on that? I feel as though, again, look, what we saw out of Jose Andres Hernandez, uh, sorry, not Jose Andres Hernandez, um, out of uh, Renzo Zambrano in that game against GCU is not him at his best. It's not what he can best do mm-hmm. um, because I think he was more limited by being paired with Jose Andres Hernandez. Mm, okay. I feel as though with Carlos Harvey in the defensive midfield mm-hmm. alongside him, okay. it frees Renzo Zambrano to be a little bit more advanced at times. Even though you did say you liked Jose Andres Hernandez to start. Or at least to, I didn't to play, say it was play. my first to, choice. I okay. said I think he's going to start. Okay. Okay, That's the you, difference. Thank you for caveating. Um, okay. I, I personally am not certain that we're going to see Carlos Harvey available for selection this weekend. Okay. That is why I'm okay. going to say that. Those Appreciate the caveat. Start. This is fair. Okay. Moving on, kind of have our wingers. But, I mean, honestly, like we talked about, these guys, positionless in a way. More. Yeah, exactly. Tre- Danny Trejo and Emmy, what do we think? Emil Cuejo, both. Yeah, I like them both. And then, and then I'll say number nine. That, that's a lot yeah. for me. I mean, so yeah, I'm going nine, with, out of, nine out of eleven. I mean, we do. We. I I think there could be yeah. two changes. I feel yeah. as though there could be a change in the centre backs. I feel as though there is a chance. This is where I'm maybe a little bit more questioning, but not certain that maybe you could look at seeing perhaps Gabby Torres not playing and have Darnell King in his place. Possibly. I don't know. We'll see. Um, well, so th- this, That's up for grabs to right. me. I, I don't feel as though that one's settled. So this actually brings up a good, and we've talked about it a bit, but this is actually now approaching the territory of like, how do we, de- how, who do we actually think we kind of have to make a decision? If Darnell King, let's say, is not starting, we've kind of thrown out some names before. Who's wearing the armband on, on the pitch? <laughs> I just like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, snap. Like, what do we do? What? Chat, any help, chat, any help. I think I've sat down with some people that, over the course of this offseason yeah. when they kind of ask me that question, <sighs> and you just get into like, all right, yeah, chat, help us Ooh. out, come on. Because so many of these players have never played in front of a Phoenix crowd before, really. Um, yeah. just, I'm not counting GCU, doesn't count to me. Um, <laughs> no, doesn't no count. Fans, you know, some defense, no, GCU, I, uh, I don't know. No, no, no. Fans, no. Mm. Yeah, I, I mm. don't really care. Um, but look, just looking more broadly, <laughs> yeah. okay. Uh-huh. They haven't. They haven't played in front of a proper Phoenix home crowd. You're asking this person to be kind of the face of the players yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And for me, it being a new signing, unless that new signing is a superstar, is a, is a big ass. Yeah. Okay, when you give that arm man to someone, yeah, I, I mean, hmm. I mean, Michael saying this says they were naming captains, you think not king. It's entirely yeah. possible at the, yeah. uh, the event tomorrow, by the way. Swing by, say hi to yeah. us. We'll be uh, we'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, um, we'll be there tomorrow. So I don't know. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I don't know who necessarily. And the bigger thing I will say is this: there are different groups within Rising Sky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There are. There is a group of people who are predominantly Spanish speakers. There's a group of people who predominantly are English speakers in there. Mm-hmm. That is not to say there is tension between groups. That is not to say that it's become clicky to the point of there being issues. But I will say this. In a captain, you're going to need someone who can bring those groups together yeah. and can keep those groups together. Because if stuff gets nasty, if stuff uh, at any point, unfortunately, when you have different groups, that naturally people gravitate towards groups. They always do in a big locker room. doesn't matter what the distinctions are or anything. People will move into separate groups 
Who's it going to be? I like how we get the Quinn in there as though Aiden Quinn hasn't Stop gone to... It. <laughs> as Aiden Stop Quinn it. hasn't gone to Indy 11. Get Aiden out. Quinn would not have been, well, I don't think, a good captain the, last the other year. Thing, I'm just going to say this in yeah. advance now. I don't think he'd have done a particularly good job as a captain. Um, and, and the, no slight on him. Very good player. Not yeah. sure that he was right for that I role. I think the caveat with this too is like, you see this right with, with clubs, is that if Darnell is not a starter... There's a way in a world where like, he is captain, but you still have to have someone wearing the armband. So like, I still think for, for all intents and purposes, he is still going to be the leadership guy. He's going to have a very prominent role, even if he's not wearing the armband and starting 11. That does all that aside. I've seen a distinction in the past. I've seen a distinction in the past. Who is wearing that? I've That's seen a distinction in the at. past. And you got, you make a good point. I've seen a distinction in the past. Um, sometimes what they have is a first team captain and a club captain. I've actually seen that distinction right. in the past. Yeah. And so you have someone who's genuinely the leader of this whole team. Right. Um, from a playing style. But you've got to give the armband to someone else because they may not be starting. No, and, 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 and that's, just, that's, kind of, that. that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's, yeah, it's, it's still, it, that's just the crazy thing. Is like, I'm still baffled. I really I mean, could not tell Juan you. has always pointed out the whole, uh, and I mean, this goes back to when we first asked the question of her, is Darnell going to retain the captaincy? Well, you need a, a broader kind of, group of you leaders do. you can't just have a leader on exactly. the team you can't expect that that one leader is going to um you know do it all by themselves we'll, you can't do we'll, we'll, do, we'll that. do it like the u.s men's national team where it's a committee and every other game it's a different guy who's wearing the armband i i got it solved guys i got it solved that look is like deadpan. You don't like that. I also don't like that. That's why I'm joking. It would be an awful decision. It would be. I mean, it's almost like I was high or something. Like I took some OGs. Bam, transition for you. It is official. This Our is the friends. problem. See, oh, Max, Max, right? <laughs> right. No, no, no. Before we move, no, I am no, no, killing no. your transition me, here. That was a you good have already tr- killed it, Max. <laughs> you make these transitions. Yeah. They might be good. You can't then pat yourself on the back. It's what I do. It's what I do. It's, it's someone, Stop. Someone, someone's got to do it. Hey, but OGs and your strawberries and cream happy balance gummies are live on the shelf folks as always you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out ogsbrands.com you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly and while we're talking about fun things dude we had a well we we didn't have really a fun time at game show battle rooms today because our team lost it was rigged it was a whole hoax and it was a hoax hoax. the deep state were involved uh (laughs) um but yeah game show battle rooms was quite the time um for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about or ever heard of it picture like a game show i I mean it's, it's it's you can talk about wheel of fortune or Deal or no deal, not deal or no, uh, family feud, stuff like that. Combine all those fun games. Oh my gosh, there's a picture. Wow. Of course, combine, not with those names. We make no claims. Well, we, we don't make any claims. I said something like that, but combine all those things into one interactive environment where literally you can have people playing. We had about 16 of our crew all pictured there on screen playing, having a darn good time, split them up into eight. And like, dude, we were going at it. It got very contentious. You're doing like, um, what is it? We, uh, you're doing like Wheel of Fortune 2. You're doing the whole, uh, what's the thing where you have to, uh, they give you letters and you have to name the phrase. What's that game? Anyone? Wheel of Fortune. Oh, that is Wheel of Fortune. I don't watch a lot of these shows. I don't. <laughs> Classic. It is Wheel of Fortune. Oh, dear gosh. Um, but no, they had all those fun things. And we were just going at it. You you need a minimum of six people to do it. But it, they they told me they did a group of 90 people. So it's perfect for 90. That's a nine zero, not 19, nine zero people. But it's great for- That's f- impressive. It is. It's great for families. It's great for businesses, birthdays, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. 
whatever. I like all those fun things. They got everything. They can cater, do all kinds of fun stuff, but like super fun. It's uh, the one we went to in Arizona, in Phoenix area. It's um, off of Ray and the one and the 10, excuse me, Ray and 10. So check them out um, on Facebook at Game Show Battle Rooms PHX um, on Facebook or check them out at GameshowBattleRooms.com. Book them today. Super fun, especially like doing with your family. They also said they do stuff at like night where it's like we got the PG-13 version. Apparently they have like they're way more rowdy and raucous and all that other stuff at night. So like go get that. We kind of we kind of got literally, a little bit of a version. Time of my life, I might not have a voice on my show tonight. Yeah, no, we were literally Just everyone saying. was yelling was and screaming. screaming. And, well, Leo's also a part of the winning team, so this is why she's so happy. Sorry about that it. my plinko landed in the thousand yeah, spot. Yeah, that was, that was our second one. Almost got. I'm sure there were magnets involved. There, there was some. There was something in there. Yes, but check them out. Game show battle rooms. Absolutely one heck of a time. Great way to spend an all staff meeting or doing whatever um pemos in the chat max the comedian who laughs at his own jokes dude i yeah. do, i don't need a stage do i laugh? i do that on the regular and this this oh oh no why i'm getting another beer because <laughs> i'm gonna need it right we already said He's yes, the comedian who laughs said, at how many drinks can you have and owen brought yet another so. ah, he, hey, he, he, but he's respect a, he's already doing it, our four peaks four peaks yeah, it's unreal that. Yes, but it's for the partners. Check out all. Oh, yes. Yes. Product placement. I appreciate that. Well, you talked a bit about it earlier. Save the date. We want to know in the chat. Let us know if you're going tomorrow. um, Six o'clock at Walter Studios just around the corner. Um, I'm going to be there. We're going to be. Max, you're going to be there. I heard. Is it time for some peer pressure? Leah, are you going to be there? I'm not. But sounds like a grand time, and I remember last year. Don't sound too excited now. I, I'm, I, sorry, but it sounds. Like, I remember you guys went last year. It looked like a lot of fun, so I'll have FOMO Ooh, for sure. A, that was a nice pop. Was that a nice big beer. pop? Um, yeah, no, it's. Uh, we're we're gonna have a good time. Good time. I hear Saul, Saul is gonna join, Mister GM Saul, if he's uh, still in the chat. Hopefully not. Um, but yeah, he's gonna join. And oh, wait, wait, actually, I saw earlier in the chat, and I believe it was Pat. Something about trying to coerce me to. Buy whoever gets the best reaction from Dave. Max buys a beer. Okay, listen, we're, we've already moved. We've moved on from that, but I'm Ma- not going to do any beer promises. You guys always turn it against me every Max, time. Max, are you going to buy a beer? Event. No, I'm not buying a beer. I'm not. You bu- are going to buy. I a will beer. not buy. You a- are going to buy a beer. I, Max Simpson, will not buy beer for you, sir. Fantastic. Now time to clip out those nuts, please. Later I knew it. The, I, I knew that was. I got happen. you. There All right. Go. This is this is trouble. Well, glad to see Mike there, Andrew. Whoever else, let us know. We want to say hi to you. Say what's up. Um, remember, I, when I you get up to that bar, remember you tell them the tab is under Simpson. Gosh darn it! It was nice meeting some. I already knew Mike, of course. It was nice meeting Pat in person. Uh, nice to nice to know my uh, fans, <coughs> trolls. Uh, see them live in person, so I love that. Uh, thank, they still continue. Mike, to troll thank you, you there, not for Max. trying to make it ASMR and open it like a normal human being. I believe. Oh wow, yeah, dude, he's totally talking about you. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we're excited for that tomorrow. Um, maybe captain announcement tomorrow, whatever. That'd be cool. Uh, what, what are we looking for kits-wise? You wrote an article at the start of last season ranking all the kits. Oh, I did. I'm, I'm, I remember that. I'm very, oh, i got to get it back up. You I do. forgotten what well, I wrote. Well, <laughs> great. I, I can't I, I, put you, I put you on the spot for that one. No, yes, put me on the spot. No, we, I'm going way give back me, now. Give me, like a, give me like a guess. What kind, of, uh, what kind of color template? What are we thinking? Any like, you're a big sash guy. You love it. a sash. You love, he, he wants no, a big, an orange sash. Right Loyal across the with plane. An orange sash. 
just make me think there's some kind of like Ulster Unionists marching. Yeah. No, boys. Like, your uh, name is already loyal. Stop it. Uh, Stop it, okay? Now, I'm not sure if everyone quite gets the reference there, and maybe it's for the best that they don't. But, right, yeah. I mean, I, I feel as though Pat's kind of on the point here. Rise will probably get a bland template, right? Yeah. Um, I actually said, here's the one. I actually said the worst kit prior to oh. last year was actually the... Um, the traditional Macron whites with like the weird red there. Yeah. Because I thought it didn't work with a sponsor logo. Sash and a collar, Mike. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, we're, we're really getting ugly with it. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, yeah. yeah, there's a... I don't know. I hope that... um, Man, I don't know. They just had so many... I hope that there's the a black way... Black and copper to this, me, though. This, black this and copper This to me has to be like... I feel... I want them to go bold, man. And I know we always want that, but I really want that this year. It feels like new. It's a new manager. It's a new stadium. Go nuts with and it. It's like, an go freaking nuts it's with it. It's an Adidas it. kit. Go What's going to happen? Bandido's design perfect. That would be man, good. Let's go. Uh, but it's an Adidas kit. You know, they're rising where they are on the totem pole are only ever going to get relatively template kits out of mm -hmm. them. Right, only recently we're seeing MLS teams actually get things that are a bit more original. And Rising are a level below that. And so, for me, they're likely to get a stock template, right? The key thing about it is don't big it up like some kind of nonsense. Like, I remember OKC did it once. They bigged up their weird design with all the weird zigzags and all of that and yeah. tried to make it out like it was some kind of bespoke special thing. <laughs> and in reality, I could have gone online and ordered however many I want for a Sunday League team with that exact template. Yeah. So it's just knowing that you're getting things right. Look, I'd love to see a black and copper back. I think black and copper is a great combination. It is. I, I Solid. very much enjoyed that. That was now the top choice that I picked in the... Um, in the one when I wrote that piece about a year ago, a bit over a year ago. Yeah. But um, no, it was always oh, a year to the day. Wow. That's really good. It's time. a year to the day. To I, the day. That's I creepy. That. Well, um, but yeah, I, I would personally go for something well, along those lines. Well, we're excited for tomorrow. It's going to be a good time. And by the way, actually, I just realized that um, you guys are trying to soil my name and say that I'm going to be offering free beer. Well, joke's on you because the first hundred people get a drink ticket. So... Instead of me buying you beer, how about you just show up early? And then yeah, get like, him to buy your no, second. Gosh darn it. No. Max will buy your second beer. Okay, see, this is not happening. Um, it's happening. Anyway, I'm going to transition away from that. Um, you texted me something uh, that yeah, you'd like to, we'll like to talk about. We're going on yeah. to uh, It's been a while since we've done this because there haven't been games to talk about. But it's time for Around the USL. I, we really need like a like a for for those around for those that USL. were listening on audio we need like the SpongeBob like imagination but instead it's just like yeah. around the USL just super random no one gets it but yes go on yeah go yeah on. so yeah. I actually this is something that was really intriguing to me um, Philip Goodrum uh, with Memphis nine oh one so this is the headline that really picked me this <laughs> I picked out this last week that I think is really intriguing and this is a quote from Philip Goodrum striker who scored what twenty two goals last year a lot of goals. A lot of goals for Memphis. Yep. Big name player. Yep. He wrote, or he said in this interview, I had opportunities to go into Major League Soccer and go into Europe this offseason, and the club held me back from that. So I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't devastated to be back here. <laughs> Imagine going into a season and your star striker oh, is saying, oh I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't devastated to be back here. That's what he said to... W-R-E-G in Memphis. Um, yeah, he's on a two-year contract. He 
We're stuck there for another year now. And he's saying, well, hopefully we can go set a record and win some championships this year. They got a new coach with Stephen Glass. Look, to me, that is awful. That is setting a very negative start to the season for a team that is ultimately looking to repeat what was a very successful year last year under a new head coach this year. Yes. Um, in a position whereby, I mean, Pat there, Memphis doing the opposite of what a second division team should. I agree. And especially, this is the key thing, especially because unlike in other second divisions around the world, you can't say to the guy, give us one more year because we're going to get you to that top flight and you'll do it with us. You can't do that. You're not getting into a top flight. So you've got to let him go. Right. He's going at the end of the year anyway. He's going for free. Mm -hmm. um, I'd be very surprised if he stayed. After something like this, I'd be very surprised if he stayed. Um, and you got to remember, I know people will say things like, well, it's going to make sense for the club as well. And it does. I understand that. But you also have to remember there's a cost to keeping him there. Mm -hmm. Cost in two ways. Cost this year in terms of his unhappiness is going to cause you problems. And the other cost comes in the hesitancy of other players with ambition will not want to sign for your club or at the very least, they're not going to sign anything more than a one-year deal. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you? Huh. Serious talk now, it's, right? That's fair. And I can give you the shout. rising comparison here, right? Yes. If Phoenix Rising did to Ben Lunt what Memphis 901 have done to uh, Philip Goodman, Goodrum, Danny Trejo would not be here. I will be yeah, honest. I mean, Danny Trejo shit. is a player who has said all along, look, and I don't say this to take away from him. I don't say this to make it look as though he's only like here for himself or yeah. whatever, right? No, he, he's he's going to give it his all this year. I'm expecting him to really contribute this year and be yeah. an important part of this team. And I do think that he buys into everything. But right. he's a player with ambition. He wants to play in MLS. Yeah. And I understand that. If you're a footballer, you want to play at the highest level you possibly can. And most importantly, as a team, you want those players on your team. Because A... They've probably got the quality that they're at least borderline getting up there anyway. And B, do you really want to get a bunch of guys who it doesn't really matter to them individually that much about how they as an individual perform? No, you don't. No. But he wouldn't have signed here, I don't think, if Rising sets a precedent that they're not going to let players move on when an offer comes in for them from a higher level. It's. I don't think he does. Yeah. And I think that's the message that Memphis 901 has now sent to the play potential player pool. Yeah that if you sign more than a one-year contract for us, we could be very, very sticky about how we let you leave and leave yeah. to a better team. So if you have ambition, you get, the only way I see you signing for them now is a one-year deal. And Memphis doesn't get anything out of that because at the end of that one-year deal, you are gone. You're you are gone. leaving on a free. That's tough. They yeah. get nothing. Yeah. So why is a player with ambition, would you ever sign a deal now more than one year with them? Yeah. Why? Club, the club's, uh, I mean, the club's biggest advocate and the biggest thing that they can do to tell their own story is through the players. And if you if you lose that narrative, I mean, damn man, what do you do? <laughs> That's not a good look. It's not a good look. Yeah. Bad move. Bad move. But bad anyway, move. there's more USL stuff as well because, <laughs> of course, Dude, we it's opening weekend. It's opening weekend. Should we have a look at some of the games that we like? What what games do you like this weekend? I gotta pull up. We're talking about the Western da, Conference. Da, da, da. We'll focus a little bit on there. The defending champion, San Antonio FC. They will be playing at home. They're hosting Oakland Roots. They're not lifting the championship man on that weekend. They're yeah. waiting apparently for that one until they play Phoenix Rising. So, um, classic. Interesting. They're lifting it against the one team they couldn't beat last classic. year. Classic. Yeah, they lost that's, that's twice a, in that that's, game. It's 
quite the matchup there. I see yeah. another, see, uh, ooh, got another, um, El Paso and Sac Republic as well. El Paso, Sac Republic, that'll be oh, interesting. Well, I'm intrigued what Sac Republic, uh, looked like this year, bolstering themselves after that open cup run last year. El Paso, of course, new coach coming in, a lot of changes there. I don't know. We'll see. A little firepower in the East, we'll Tampa, Tampa Bay Rowdies, Indy 11. Tampa and Indy 11. Indy yeah. were a disappointment last year, but there's been quite a lot of change really this has. year. Shoot. One of the few remains, Solomon Asante, of course, familiar face of Phoenix Rising. You've got Aiden Quinn coming in there. What can he do? What can he do? For Indy 11. Yeah. We'll see we'll against see. Tampa Bay Rowdies, especially against a Tampa Bay Rowdies side that's been... Hampered by injury. Yeah. And then very, very big name player getting injured out of there. Oh, yes. And that's in what? the uh, reigning MVP. Well, a lot of match on Saturday, but of Canada. course, the Sunday showcase, the only match yeah, on Sunday yeah. is yeah, RGV against our favorite, you know, Las RGV. Vegas Lights. Mm. <laughs> don't, don't bring up Las Vegas. Please don't do this to me. No, I actually think the more interesting one is San Diego Lola against Detroit City. No, Everyone is, always yeah. talks about Detroit and. Hey, there's a whole nonsense online last week, as there always is, because they're gobby. Um, I'll be, I'll be honest, they're gobby. Um, it's just what they are. <laughs> define gobby. Fans are gobby. Define, define gobby in. No, in I'm gonna like not to define gobby in, in more words. They're just gobby. Um, <laughs> they are. They're gobby, right? Um, and I get the feeling that we're gonna actually get a better look at what they are actually made of this year because. They were not that good last year. Yeah. They were good enough to make the playoffs in an East that was a big gulf between the different things. I mean, Michael Carendas is very there. Thanks, Michael. Expert <laughs> analysis. You know, why don't you come join the show? We'll put you here. Uh, you can come sit next to Max um, and yeah. tell people about what you think about Detroit City. It's but um, I'm intrigued to see how they perform against the San Diego team that on paper has actually made quite a few yeah additions um and it's one thing we forgot to mention earlier as well is that so charleston uh, we've got another addition likely coming in um tomorrow according to devon kerr devon kerr is coming to report that come out this mo- uh, in the morning um and he's hinting that it's a good player yeah. so we'll see um but yeah how will detroit hold up when they play against san diego yeah. loyal i mean this one's gonna wind some people up in the chat because of course they don't want to see detroit win they really don't want to see san diego win either but that's also a big game for rising two games against san diego coming up you want to get a look at them now and you work do. out how, it, how it's going to work um such so weird back early. to back back to back it's such but a week w- off in the middle well yeah but like back to back match it's such a odd, such, a, it? yeah. such a weird i don't know why i don't I don't like them, but at least they're at least they're, you're done. You're done with them. I, I agree with though with Mike and Tyler in the chat that to me it is indie. I'm curious how they play Tampa or Indy. That's the game for me. That's the game of the week. I think. Couple couple other matchups. Of course, it clashes with Phoenix Rising. So sorry, yeah. guys, you're not watching well, it. You can dual yeah, yeah. No, don't be that person. Don't be that person. How many? Do it for other teams' games, sure, but not when your own team's on. Watch no, your own fair. team. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, unless it matters that. to your team, which this one does. That matter. I respect. I respect. Yeah, I will. I I will. I'm not a multi-screen guy anyway, so I will be watching Rising. Thing, but if you aren't, if you aren't able to focus fully on what Phoenix Rising are doing, remember, of course, you can catch up that night. Yeah, because. Uh-huh. We'll be talking about it in the post-game show after around, that game. Around, uh, around, around 8 p.m. Uh, Arizona time. You'll be on Charleston time. Uh, roughly. roughly. Make sure to just follow along on of social course. media. We'll give you a hint when we're about to go live. But, uh, yeah, I've got a plane. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a timekeeper, so it's not 8 o'clock maybe on the dot, but somewhere around there. Keep on our socials to find out that. But you can catch a lot of other games as well, even tomorrow on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can't watch there, but you can sure bet on there. I'm looking at the odds. We have Champions League. Chelsea somehow made it through. We were freaking out. 
in the game show battle rooms of, wow, how the heck did they turn that tie around? We got two pivotal matchups tomorrow. Bayern PSG. Here's the interesting one. Bayern's at home, minus 115. Uh, PSG, plus 255. Call me crazy, man. With Neymar out, I actually like PSG. Bayern are kind of, eh? Kind of stagnant. You have a full healthy Neymar. Remember, he only came on for the last 15, 20 minutes. Not even 20. I think it was like 15 minutes of the first tie. And he um, already changed the difference. Give me PSG. That's good plus money. I like that. So that's one for that. And then, of course, I mean, the easy one. Spurs at Milan, you know, home against Milan. Tottenham, a minus 110. They're only down one goal. Take 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 Spurs. Take Spurs to win that one. Like, come on, you you gotta you gotta do it. He ought to lose money. No, I'm no win money. Actually, not lose lose. win money. Uh, Lose money. We can go back and forth in this all day. Okay, get out of here. Uh, We can do this all day. But no, lots of good matchups. And if you want to bet yourself on the DraftKings Sportsbook, you download that app and you use code PHNX. New customers can bet five. That's one, two, three, four, five dollars and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and you know what? I yes. wish, I wish yeah. that I'd have put the parlay on of uh, Liverpool to win seven nil. Oh no no! I, I, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta. Violets to beat Austin three nil because just imagine. Might those put odds. money on Tottenham. Imagine Actually, they, 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 that saves you right. Don't bet on Tottenham. I'm gonna be honest. Okay? It does, sir. It does. They, they, we're playing Wolves and they're just bad enough for Tottenham to lose. So like, jokes on you. We only beat like teams that are in like five or sixth place, not like fifteenth. Like, come on. Even, even I know that. Uh, my, uh, Pat, Michael, what do we say about wasting money? Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, if you guys want to not waste money as well and actually invest your money in a good way, you should check out our next tea party. The P- next PHX tea-, tea party is live at Dobson Ranch, especially for you Suns fans out there. Join us Friday, March 24th for a night of golf, drinks, food, everything like that. For those of us who were out there last time, super fun time. We're renting There's out. There's no game that weekend. No, we are renting out the entire, that's the, that's the, that's the gap so in between. So you're free. You're Rent, freed up to go to we it. We are renting out the entire driving range at Dobson Ranch. I did say this last time, and I actually will take this up. If you buy a ticket and you show me yours, uh, gosh darn it, I will, uh, I'll do a shoey. No one, no one took me up on it last time. He'll from buy this you a show, drink. From this show. He'll buy you a drink. Because you never show me the receipt. Yeah, show He'll me the buy receipts. you a drink. No, I'll buy. He'll buy you a drink. I'll buy. I'll buy Max it. will buy you a drink. Gosh darn it! I'll buy you a freaking drink. Fine. There we go. I'll buy, you, I'll buy you a. I'll buy you a drink. But come, we're gonna like four peaks will be there with beer. Partners are gonna be there with food. All f- fun stuff. Literally, you see it on screen. For our diehards, it's discounted. Everyone else, it's a de- heck of a good time. You get more than the value just by buying your ticket. It's gonna be free top tracer, free uh, driving range balls for an hour that you can use at a later time. So even if you like golf, if you like suns, whatever, doing a watch party where they're gonna be facing the kings, all kinds of good stuff. The postings around the corner, folks. Join us. The link is in the show notes everywhere you see it on Twitter, all that stuff. Check it out again. Just go to the show notes, hit that, and uh, check it out. It's gonna be a darn good time. It will be. Um, we do. Can we, I'll just answer a question that came in there in the yeah. chat, by the way, uh, about the game, what channel it's on. It's going to be on Easy Family's Sports and Entertainment Network, That's which uh, is apparently okay. available over the air, yeah. and it's also available on their app it's also on espn plus there you go um so yeah. people aren't always Sorry. sure what's going on that that's what the the broadcast is going to be for yeah. this game and games beyond there for the rest of the yeah. season um, yeah well 
Apart from the ESPN2 game, because of course Rising was named in one national game. They'll be on ESPN2 against Memphis yeah. in July at yeah. home on ESPN2. It's true. Well, national broadcast. There's a lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to with Rising at uh, the first game this week. We actually did not do this. Score prediction. Oh, no. I know. It's that time. You can't sit on the fence this time. 3-1 Rising. Dude, you're a bold man. I'm. You know what? I'm, I'm going to be. I'm going to pump the brakes. Give me a 1-1 draw. A 1-1 draw. It's not sexy. It is what it is. I'm going to say check one. Check his score prediction in the chat there, yeah, guys. Yeah, please, Come on. please. As chuck we it, finish, chuck it. It as chuck we finish it, it up. As we finish it up. As we finish Throw it in. Throw it in now. Throw Come it on. in. Throw it in. I will say, I will end with this as people are chucking and in. And if you get it correct, their score Max Simpson will buy you a beer. Gosh, I, gosh, I've not made a beer. We only have so much in the fridge. Even He's though. made a beer. Um, it, a little bit. You see the tower. I might be made of beer. 70% of the earth is water. The rest is beer that I will consume. Um... All I'll say is this, it is, I don't know where I was going, but hey, this is, <laughs> it is March 7th today, and you know what that reminds me of? Do you, do you know what that reminds me of? It's something that happened recently. The fact that I wrote the kit article a year ago. No, oh, very <laughs> nice, two, two, one, two, two one, PRC, nice. you, No, 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 it's, it's actually, um, today, March 7th, it reminds me of the time that Liverpool marched on Man U to the tune of seven goals. There you go, Mikey. I got that reference in there. Suck it. Boom. That's all I got. Andrew Baker, 2-1 rising. It's I love bold it. bold from a Spurs fan. You know what, man? We don't lose 7-0. We only lose 1-0 to people we should beat. Low bar, but here we are. Three, gosh, 3-2. Injury time winner. I love it. 3-2. Boom. Wow. All right. I should have ended on the hot note, but here we are. I'm going to end it now off key. I'm Max Simpson. You, sir, are Owen Evans. People can find you on the Twitters at OJEvans18. They can find me at Max David Simpson. We'll see you guys tomorrow, not on the show, but in person for the new kit reveal. Again, hit us up in the Discord if you're there, on Twitter, in Do person, it. all that stuff. Do it. He'll buy you I will not buy you a Stop it. He's going to buy you a Gosh darn it. No. We'll He'll see you tomorrow. It. And if for some reason we don't, which that's on you, we will uh, catch you post-game Saturday evening. So check our socials, all that stuff for more updates. But until then, good day.